Welcome to Outside the Box, a mental health initiative striving to end the stigma surrounding mental health. On this week's episode, I'm in conversation with Lucy Brown, who I met at the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Lucy is a peer support specialist with APAIT, which is Access to Prevention, Advocacy, Intervention, and Treatment. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I wanted to just dive in and have you explain to listeners a little bit about APAIT. I know it was established in 87 as a grassroots AIDS service organization for Asian and Pacific Islanders who are dying alone from AIDS-related stigma and shame, and that is on your website. But maybe a little bit more about the kind of advocacy and educational work that your organizational does. Yes, absolutely. So we are primarily an LGBTQ organization that helps people that are living with HIV or have, you know, mental and behavioral issues. Um, we have we host a variety of different groups here um, in the Orange County office, and um, one of our groups is called SMART, S-M-A-R-T, um, and it is about being trauma-informed and dealing with trauma as a queer person and navigating that trauma throughout your life and mm -hmm. figuring out, you know, what exactly that all entails. And um, it is a six-week course, um, and it does come with a $30 incentive upon completion. Um, and then another one of our groups is SPARK, S-P-A-R-K, which has a $90 incentive. And this one is about, you know, alcohol and drug reduction, as well as sexual intimacy. Um, and it focuses on those subjects. Um, and for my personal part that I play here at APAIT is being a peer support specialist. And I basically offer an open space for ind individualized or group discussions um, with individuals that would like to be supported in their everyday life and by allowing them the space to speak freely and to also receive some some amount of counseling as well. Um, That's great. Uh, but our, yeah, and I actually, I love, I love it. It's, it's wonderful work. Lucy, have you found um, that in the past few years because of the pandemic, you've seen an increase in people reaching out to your organization? Um, yeah, actually. And it's, it's really sad, but it's also kind of beautiful because I mean, this is why we have organizations like us that allow ourselves to help in the stigma around mental health, but also help people deal with it and navigate a life with it. Um, we don't like diagnose anything, but we do assist with people that are dealing and struggling with a mental health issue. That's great. There have been so many issues that people had before COVID, so many mental health struggles, people of all different races, ethnicities, genders impacted, but I felt that COVID completely exacerbated any pre-existing problem. I agree. Um, because a lot of people, uh, it's basically the term like um, I'm going to you know like you're in a solitary confinement for a long period of time and you are having to live 
with what's going on in your mind and you're being left to your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that can bring about a lot of different things and can really start to sprout things that you've kind of never really recognized or, or maybe didn't want to recognize. And, Bingo. and now you're, and now you're allowing yourself to really see the full depth of, of where your mental state really is. Yes. And um, it, it's, it's, it's scary, but it's also a thing because now you kind of understand yourself at a deeper level and you're able to relate with people and connect more in, mm -hmm. in a strange way. Yeah. Well, also, and if you had to socially isolate with family that you don't normally isolate with or anyone really, then- exactly more issues arose, right? Because they don't get you. They don't mm. accept you. Mm -hmm. It was already conflict. And then you have to live under the same roof. Exactly. Yeah. It just, it just reminds me of a little bit of like my upbringing of myself. Um, I grew up in a, in a black Jehovah's Witness household and it was very, very um, it was a bit troubling at times, primarily because you know, I wasn't allowed to um, even think that I had a mental health issue. And years upon years before I even got diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, and I just want to say to like the people that are listening to this is that I understand living with family can be tough, but you have to acknowledge your mental health and you have to take ownership of it. Um, as it can eat away at you um, and consume you to a certain degree. But um, I would just say, go out there, um, get diagnosed and see a psychiatrist and get a medication and find the medication, the cocktail that works for you, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. At what age were you able to get help? Oh, that's... That's even more troubling is that I, I didn't get diagnosed until I was 25. Uh, I'm 28 now, about to turn 29. So I've only been, I've only been on medication for the past about three or four years now. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, that's, that's another thing is just that, you know, being forced and told that, you know, you don't have a mental illness or, you know, you need to do a chore instead of digging deep um, into your mental health is, um, is the main reason why I kind of let it go fall by the wayside. And I didn't mm -hmm. allow myself to truly understand the full depth of what is going on in my head. Um, and it's well before I got on medication, but now I am, and my life is a million times better. So yeah. it's like, it's great. It all worked out. That's great. That's amazing. And look, you're a, you know, you're a role model, you're a peer specialist for other people that are struggling. How does that feel? It feels really good. You know, I had a client call in yesterday and they were struggling with their own issues in their personal life. And, you know, they, they were just looking for an outlet, like for therapy or counseling or anything. And I told them, I'm like, that's what I'm here for. Like, this is like, that's my job, you know, is to offer some sort of like support to, you know, my other peers out there in the community that need 
you know, someone to listen to them. And I think that's really what most people want is to just be heard, you know, because we live in a world where a lot of us are being silenced. And yes. I don't really think that gets talked about enough is that, you know, we are being inevitably forced to shut ourselves off from speaking our minds or speaking up about what's going on. And that's not fair. So being able to be in a position where I can listen to people and offer not necessarily advice, but offer maybe a new way of thinking or approaching or an outside perspective. Yes, um, is really beneficial because then it opens the gates to many different ways of how to handle a certain situation or how to express yourself. Yeah. Listening. You mentioned listening. I think you might be the only person in that person's life that took the time to listen, to say, how are you really? Yeah, exactly. You know, I remember... I mean, I remember having a conversation with um, a client of ours um, and she is um, uh, Afro-Latina trans woman living in Newport Beach, I believe. And, you know, Huntington and Newport are not the friendliest um, of places, but she was telling me about all the struggles she was dealing with and everything. And the phone call turned out to be like 40 five minutes to an hour but it was just me listening and saying you know what I'm here I hear you like it's okay tell me everything it's great Um, and it was a beautiful moment that is beautiful because like I said they might not have anybody to talk to and there you are and how long have you worked for this organization um not that long actually I've only been here for about three months oh that's it what were you doing before? Yeah. Um, hilariously enough, I was working in customer service um, in retail. Well, you are so, when I met you, because there was a whole bunch of tables when we took a break, mm-hmm. you're just so personable and so friendly. And I, I don't know, there was something about you. And I thought, I thought you'd worked here longer. Do you just seem like people would open up to you? Not to say I haven't done this work, quote unquote, like right. unofficially for my, yeah. for majority of my life, um, because I've always been the person to lean on, you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, I grew up in an abusive, you know, overly religious and um, neglectful home. Um, and so I've dealt with the issues that a lot of people are struggling with. And I also made a mission for myself to just not be a shitty person, you know, like just, just like listen to people and hear yep. them out and just be yeah. a decent human being and just, yes. you know, yes. be kind. Yes. That's it. So before we started, I shared the cover of my book, because one of the things that I talk about in Better Humans is how we we need to listen. We need to be kind, compassionate, accepting, because I think right now in society, things that are different and make people uncomfortable, people are critical of. I mean, it's always been that way, right? But, you know, I read in the news about an incident with, you know, someone in the trans community and how much hate there is. And it's like, well, that's because people are uncomfortable and they don't want to be uncomfortable. And, you know, they're, they're just worried about what that looks like. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not the world I want to live in. Yeah. 
exactly yeah and I think I think a lot of it like does stem from further mental health issues you know um and it's just like the reason you're uncomfortable is because it's awakening something in you that you don't necessarily want to acknowledge yes and it's just like you you have to open up your mind a little bit you have to see yes. the other side a little bit you know and mm -hmm. it's not saying you have to jump on over and join the other side it's just acknowledge it respect it and move mm -hmm. on that's yes. all you have to do I agree I remember and this is not just one story. There have been people in politics, men I've heard stories of who just verbally annihilate somebody for being gay, right? That they just, they decide they're going to just verbally say all these negative things about someone being gay. And then years later, you find out that they're gay. I'm like, really? Hello. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. I want you to maybe see if you can tell us a little bit more about APAIT. And for those tuning in, tuning in, that stands for Access to Prevention, Advocacy, Intervention, and Treatment. I know you're headquartered, I believe, in LA and Wilshire Boulevard and in Koreatown. Uh, you're also in Orange County, Garden Grove Boulevard, yes. Garden Grove. You have satellite offices, South and East LA, as well as housing sites in the Pico Union and Koreatown, South LA border area. Maybe you want to elaborate a little bit more about what these different offices do. I primarily work at the OC office here in Orange County. So I'm not very much privy to the services that we provide in our LA office. I'm not okay. sure if they are different or the same as the one here in Orange County. Um, but um, we provide basically HIV care or programs. Um, we do provide free HIV and STD testing. And I know that goes for both LA and Orange County locations. Um, that is our pride and joy is being able to end the stigma around HIV and AIDS and also raising awareness to being steadily tested and taking ownership of your sexual health. Um, and so we do have behavioral health services with case management and everything. And I think that falls, falls heavier in the LA office, um, a little bit more than the OC because we have a caseworker here, but I think they have more in the LA office, just okay. going off of what I've learned so far. Um, but we do have case management and help people who are living with HIV um, to find housing and to get the the um, necessary accommodations and support that they need to propel and project themselves forward in their lives. Um, we also offer substance abuse programs um, and basically the, the main ones that I recognized or noticed was the spark program that we have here in orange county and, and it like i said it's our drug and alcohol reduction program um as well as it touches on you know sex and sexual intimacy as well um and we have hiv education programs where we have people or companies come in or we go to them and we educate them on how to be um you know, HIV 101 and giving them the rundown of the proper terminology and different kind of aspects that fall under, you know, um, the HIV, uh, you know, stigma and sure. conversation. Okay. Um, but 
yeah, so we offer a whole host of services that really um, benefit people in the LGBTQ community um, and allow them to feel seen and feel heard and feel understood and also just uh, respected and and it's great and less and, and less kind of judged you know we're, we're a yeah. judgment-free zone we and, we yeah. want to yeah we want to be able to assist and care for mm -hmm. the people that walk through our door which is wonderful and it also sounds like people will feel less alone they'll feel yes. a sense of community uh you know, connection with peers and just having this feeling of support. You also have research evaluation and development team. You have a team that does this and uh, mm -hmm. that provides organizational capacity building, community uh, research, program evaluation and grant writing. I put all the information on the uh, blog for Outside the Box. Uh, which is otbseries.com. You, you also have partnerships with um, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Health Resources Services Administration, Substance Abuse Mental Health Services Administration. So there's a lot of different collaborations, which is great. Yes, we work with what we call a community collective. And we work with numerous multiple organizations that specialize in mental health and behavioral health, as well as um, other LGBTQ funded organizations um, to really expand our reach on the community and allow them to understand that, you know, we're here, we're here to help and we are going to be here for as long as we can be here. Um, and I, cause I know we work with Ashanti and trans um, Alianza, trans Latin X um, organization. And like you said, the Mental Health Care Services Agency mm -hmm. um, and numerous other organizations to collaborate and work on ways to better help and assist our community and really kind of, you know, dive deeper in what we can do to not just help, but also make our community bigger, better and stronger. That's great. Do you have a lot of uh, college students that will reach out in Orange County? You needing like peer support um, we, or anything? Um, yes and no. It, it really depends. Person, I haven't fully. I mean, I've seen a lot of college students, like whether they be an intern here or mm -hmm. just another client. Mm -hmm. I have seen a good influx of them, but. For the most part it's uh it's it's a hit or miss like you you get you get you get what mix. you get you know yeah, and you get a people. lot of the people that just that just yeah make like yeah. just and and yeah do you have also uh remote opportunities for people to connect do you have virtual events or is it all in person um, we don't have any virtual events. However, we can do virtual, like for my peer support um, counseling, I can do virtual one-on-one -on -one conversations and counseling and mentorship. That's great. Um, and you know, we mentioned that we can do that virtually depending on your availability and your schedule. We like to update and work with you 
you and what works best for you. Um, so we do offer the virtual capacity as well. That's great. Is there anything else you'd like to leave listeners with? Um, I just want to say, as a person who has gone through the trenches and the struggle with mental health, as well as drug addiction and homelessness, I know it can be scary up there, and I know it can get a little tiresome dealing with your mental health, but that is the main reason why you need to step out and think outside of the box mm-hmm. and really step in to your own and, and take ownership of your mental health because you are worth it, you are strong, and you are important. And we need your, we need a mind like yours. We need voices like yours. We need people like you. And just keep being you, keep bettering yourself. and You will get yourself to where exactly where you need to be. And I just want to say, if nobody has told you, I love you. I appreciate you and you are worth it. Um, but that's great. That's it. That's great. That is great. Um, I'm going to just leave you with this. I saw a great post today when you just said, I love you, where um, someone said, and I want to see if I can find it exactly. They said, I just want you to know, I love you. And the reason I'm saying it is because it's so easy for people to hate. They said, I'm saying I love you, even though I don't know you, because people say I hate you and they don't even know you. I'm going to wait, let me correct myself. I love you. You're probably thinking you don't even know me, but if people can hate for no reason, I can love. Isn't that great? Yes. You remind me of that. That's beautiful. You remind me of that. So Um, can you give the website where people can find out more and get involved and reach out? Yes. You can go to apaitonline.org and email us at apaitonline.org or info at apaitonline.org. Um, Great. Thank. What if they want to contact you, Lucy? Are you available to reach out to? Yes, you can email me specifically at lucyb at apaitonline.org. Okay, great. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Janine. I really appreciate it. Thanks for checking out this week's episode of Outside the Box. We're spreading knowledge and compassion through podcasts, social events, and resources. Outside the Box is committed to facilitating real conversations about real issues that people struggle with every day. I hope my movement will not only inspire you to seek the help you need, but also help you learn the importance of self-awareness, mindfulness, and self-compassion. Want to be a guest on Outside the Box? Drop us an email at info at otbseries.com. We drop a new episode every Thursday. And you can check out our socials at OTB Series. For more information, visit otbseries.com.